welcome to a Cinema Wheeler Tay. Uh, we're back with another uh, edition. <laughs> and uh, with me, as usual, are uh, Tony Sacco and uh, my brother, Scott Wheeler. Hi. Hi. I can't see the head nods, so hi. <laughs> there you go. And uh, we're actually joined today with a very special guest. Uh, she's one of our favorite improvisers in Columbus here. She is. We won't lie. Uh, she's, <laughs> she's great. Uh, she's from uh, Hashtag Comedy. Uh, you can see her twice a week here, uh, I think at the, sh the Shadowbox. Backstage uh, Bistro. The Backstage Bistro at Shadowbox. Mm -hmm. And she has her own podcast, Newlyweds on Newlyweds, with her husband, Kenny Greer. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and she's the one and only Sarah Booker Greer. Thank you for yeah. joining us. Thank you. Thanks for yeah. having me. Mm -hmm. Tony, is your last name Sacco? It is not, but I did not want to. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying this for the last... Five it's okay. Going. I was just like, I've been saying it wrong. No, it's actually okay. Sacco, but I've learned just to, you know, as long as people don't say psycho or, you know, well, I like things, to call people I'm, out when they're wrong. So yeah, it's British, it would be Sacco. You're correct. Tony Sacco. So I guess yeah. in England, I am Tony Sacco. Here's a caveat I spent like uh, about 20 minutes with prep with Sarah on how to pronounce her name. <laughs> <laughs> up Tony's name. So he's been doing the podcast for three years. Life was right. That's all. <laughs> right. So anyway, uh, Miss Sacco, <laughs> I apologize. But anyway, uh, today we're going to talk about, I think it's one of Sarah's favorite movies, and I always found this a great movie to talk about. It's uh, Return to Oz. Uh, it's kind of a cult classic. It's kind of a quasi follow-up to the original 1935. Yeah, that's giving it a lot of credit. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's a very, <laughs> yeah. it's a very broad uh, thing to say. And uh, this is a film that was released back in June 21st in 1985. So it's we're actually on this 30th anniversary of this movie, and it was released by yeah, it was good. Sorry, roughly around that time. It was uh, released by Walt Disney Studios back then. So, the background on the movie, uh, Disney had owned the rights to the Oz books at this point in time. It was like in the early 1980s. And uh, a man by the name of Walter Murch had been approached by Disney to, to potentially direct a variety of different projects. Now, Walter Murch uh, was a sound editor, and he was really highly respected in Hollywood at the time because he had worked with George Lucas and Francis Ford Coppola as a sound editor. Okay. And this won't surprise anybody who's seen the movie, but he was actually the sound editor of Apocalypse Now. So <laughs> going from Apocalypse Now to this movie... I've never to, seen to that. To a movie. dark Disney yeah, movie. It's yeah. a very dark film. That's what I've heard. So when they asked Walter Murch, like, what did you want to direct? And he said, I would actually like to, to tackle Oz. And they said, oh, we, we actually own the rights to Oz, and we're going to be losing those rights in a few years. So let's Who go... Who owns the Oz rights now? That I don't know. Who I don't know. the movie with James Franco? What studio did that? Oh, that was Disney, Disney, too, I think. Was that Disney? Yeah, I think that was Disney, too. So they must have Dude, regained it. I was just wondering. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering that, too, now that I'm thinking about it. But at that point, like they only had like a like a five year span to mm -hmm. actually do something with the rights. And when he brought that up, he said, "Well, this is a perfect opportunity." Uh, so now, was this screenplay already written at this point? Uh, I think he was credited for writing the screenplay, so they probably didn't have a screenplay in development. Okay. He probably just said, "I'd like to direct a movie." And so they went from there. And it actually turned out to be, it was like a, a, a hybrid of two different Oz books. It was The Marvelous Land of Oz mm -hmm. and Ozma of Oz. 
I have both. Oh, we do. So we do. that'll be good uh, to talk about. Yeah, really good. They're different. He dis- distinctively wanted a darker take on Oz than what people were used to, and he knew I it was. He, <laughs> <that>. <laughs> he accomplished that goal. Now, uh, at the beginning, uh, he started directing the film, and uh, there was a management change at the time, a regime change at Disney. Mm-hmm. So. He had had an increase in the budget during the beginning, and then a change of leadership took place. He was falling behind schedule. He was actually fired during the production at one point because he had fallen behind schedule. So George Lucas and Francis Ford Coppola came to his aid and went to Disney saying, Look, we have to reinstate this guy as director of the movie. He's a friend of ours. He's really creative. And if it falls behind any further, George Lucas said, I'll take over and direct the rest of this film just to keep it going. I wonder what that would have been like. Terrible. Yeah, that would have been a a very interesting thing. Another caveat to the movie is that MGM, of course, owned the rights to a lot of the aspects of the original film, such as the Ruby Slippers, because in the original books they were silver. Mm -hmm. So Disney paid a huge fee to get the rights to use the ruby slippers in this movie. Yeah. Which I find kind of contradictory because they're trying to get away from the MGM film from the 30s, and yet they're distinctly buying rights to certain things to keep that connection in line. But I feel like so. that's, if this is more off the books, like the, the slippers are like the big part, like a huge part of the whole story. Yeah. So that makes sense. It does. And yeah. I think, too, they probably worried about, I mean... First of all, watching this film as a huge fan of the original 1930s version, it was really different. Um, but I think if they didn't use the ruby slippers in some respect, uh, Oz How fans... How would she have gotten home? Well, that. <laughs> would, Ozma, I'm sure, would have did something with mirrors. But, <laughs> I mean, but no, I think like like actual like um, fans like myself probably really would have been angry to not even see the ruby red slippers. I mean, when you hear Wizard of Oz... And you're just a normal person. You may not know that, A, that they're, it's based on books, but you automatically think, you know, like Ruby Red Slippers, Scarecrow, Dorothy, Tidman, you know, you kind Me of associate. Crying, yeah. <laughs> you just, you instantly think of those things. If you so. are um, a fan of The Wizard of Oz and you see this movie, it's like you got mushroom stamp in the face because it is yeah. nothing yeah. like. There's, I mean, not even the Scarecrow, Tidman, or Lion, or nothing like. You couldn't be more right, Sarah. And in fact, when it first got released, that was a major problem for the studio because it bombed big time. The budget was $28 million. It only oh made $11 million, And yeah. it faded from theaters almost immediately. Stupid. This is so much better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah but it is really dark. I mean, the first 30 minutes it's alone very is scary. Dark. That's why I yeah. like it. It, it. It's a very dark movie. And I think people who were anticipating critics, like I remember watching a review by Siskel and Ebert at the time the film was released, hated this movie because it ruined their memories of the original Oz for them. And I think that's how a lot of baby boomers that were going to the movies and people who had grown up watching mm-hmm. the original on television were going in. And it's like, it's it's like hot, white, you know, cold water just hits you in the face when you see this movie. There's It's not a musical. There's not mm-hmm. a lot of vaudeville in it. It's not happy, you know. It's a completely different take on us. It takes place us. in a completely different time period. Yes, I think, yeah. I think one of my biggest questions is who is the target market for this movie? Because if they anticipated $28 million was what they projected, who were they trying to reach with this? Well, that was way their, too scary for kids. The book readers? You know, it's just too dark. Well, that was actually the budget of the film. Actually, what oh, okay, they spent on the movie is $28 million. They only made $11 million. I'm sure they were expecting to make more than $28 yeah, million sure. to overcome the budget. But... 
Uh, it currently holds a 55% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, too. So wow. it is a very Half split there? down it's the middle. It's bullshit. It's, <laughs> <laughs> right. it's polarizing. So I wanted to start and go around the table and get everyone's take on how they their their first encounter with this movie. Like, what was their first impression when they saw it? How did they first hear about it? And we'll start with Sarah, actually, Ooh, with this one. So. Um, mine's a little bit of a long story. So my parents are from Nashville, Tennessee, and that is where my brother and I always go spend our summers. And one summer when I was down there, my um, great uncle, he used to, as like a retirement job, he would go around to all the different video stores in town and he would just return videos and swap them back and forth. People like had requested them or something along those lines. And I would ride with him. And I was like six or seven, whatever. My grandma was like, probably just get out of the house and go do something outside. I was like, okay. <laughs> and so I would get a lot of free movies and VHS tapes from these different video stores. And this one guy recorded this movie off of um, TV. And he gave it to my grandma. And he's like, this is for your granddaughter. She'll really like it. And, I was, and my grandma was like, yeah, it's called Return to Oz. I was like, okay. And I watched it, and I was just like, I was so confused. I did not understand anything that was going on. I was terrified of the wheelers. <laughs> I mean, I As like, you should be. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, this is a bad time in Dorothy's life. Good Lord. Um, and I remember, my grandmother had like three VHS tapes at her house. She had Ghostbusters. She had this. And she had a Sam's Club tape called Return of the Polar Bear King. <laughs> and so I would oh, yeah. switch off between those three. And I love this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of returning in there. Lots of returning. Your grandmother had a thing for sequels. Yeah. <laughs> your, your grandparents would go right with the returns and the sequels here. And start That's it. There. Those three. Hey, and she had, had pro- she had Problem Child. She had four. So. Yeah, I love that movie. I love I I loved Problem Child. I love Godfrey. I didn't know that aspect. I did not like yeah, Real he's yeah, that's yeah. an interesting in dude. So, the clown guy. <laughs> so Tony, what was your first encounter with this movie, and what was the first time you saw it? You know, I don't, I don't have as vivid or as clear as the story as Sarah's. I, I feel like the first time I saw it was probably on TV, or maybe my dad rented it for me because, like I said, when I was a little kid, the two movies I loved were Wizard of Oz, the original, and then Little Mermaid. So I was always watching one of those two movies. So the only thing I could think of is maybe one day my dad or my mom rented it for me thinking I might like it based on the name of the title. But um, nonetheless, I remember watching it and being really kind of just like pissed off because it was nothing like (laughs) the one I loved. It was absolutely nothing like it. And I I am also very detail-oriented about things, and I hated the fact that Dorothy wasn't wearing the same dress or even one that even looked like it. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the Scarecrow's new face. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that the lion was like, was like CGI yeah. or whatever he was. I didn't like the Tid Man. He looked too skinny. He, he was large. ugly. Yeah, it, just, <laughs> it was really just disgusting. And But the one thing I did like was I always liked Mombi. Even though that's kind of scary, I liked her. I thought it was fascinating, the whole stealing of the heads. And I liked that it was a female villain. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that that, you know, I've always kind of, we talked about this a little bit with The Little Mermaid. I've always appreciated strong, like, female characters. And But I remember like, being fascinated by the whole head thing. she's controlled by the Gnome King, thing. man. She has no power without the Gnome King. Well, you she's know. She's not really the villain. This the Gnome is, King's this, the real villain. But this was 1985. This was a step closer. <laughs> this was, we were going. We were making progress, Sarah, let's face it. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. So that's kind of my 
backstory on it. Your first impression. Yeah. So, Scott, what was your first take on this movie? When did you first hear about it? When was the first time you saw it? Well, I probably saw it on HBO or TV. Um, so, I, I basically, I would say that I, I watched the movie before I had any concept of what it was. So, I never... You know, there was never a point where I said, oh, there's the, Re the Return to Oz, and then watch it after that point. I think I watched it the first time. I had no clue what I was watching. I thought I was just watching some sort of uh, crazy um, Jim Henson thing, you know, like The Dark Crystal or Lambernith or something like that. You know, I, I had no, you know, concept of what I was watching as far as, you know. I had seen the original uh, Wizard of Oz, and I was taken aback about the yellow brick road being messed up, and... <laughs> I was very creeped out by the movie um, to the fact that I didn't, never want to watch it again. So, um, so I didn't see it again until I, uh, at Ohio State, they had like this TV station in the dorms that just played movies all day long. And one of the movies they played was The Return to Oz. And I remember my roommate and I were watching this and just like, all right, all right. But I was like, no, uh, was it, I think it was my roommate Joe. But uh, we were just watching it and couldn't believe what we were watching. It's like, oh my god, I remember this movie, and it's so... I remember I had a like, really weird, sick feeling in my stomach, because it's just really... It just, it's, it's creepy. It's not scary. It's, yeah, creepy. it's creepy. Yeah. And I think it was intended for kids, my guess. So with that yeah. in mind, it, you're, you're just really confused by it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's not kid-like at all. Well, when I remember uh, first hearing about it, I remember seeing ads on TV vividly in, like, it had to be in 1985, obviously. I probably was watching He-Man or Transformers at the time. <laughs> they had ads for the movie, and it just seemed like a happy-go-lucky. So, obviously, the marketing was really trying yeah, to pinpoint, this yeah. is a happy Oz movie, you know, not really giving you the full flavor of what the film actually was. And I had no interest in, like, well, this kind of doesn't look like The Wizard of Oz. Where's the Tin Man? Where's yeah. the Lion? I had... Wizard of Oz was one of the first movies I had ever seen as a kid on television. Yeah. So that was my, you know, the, what I was expecting. And it wasn't probably something I'd go to see the, in the movies anyway. You know, it wasn't something that really appealed to me. But years later, it might have been two or three years later, I was at my grandparents' house. And I just happened to be flipping the channels. And I think it was the Disney Channel at the time. And it was at the part where they'd go into Mombi's castle yeah, mm -hmm. or the wheelers. I think it was when they first encountered the wheelers. So I'm hitting it right at that moment. I'm like, what the hell is this? As a kid, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> this is creepy and weird. And <laughs> this was nightmares about the wheelers. Yeah. I mean, almost an end in Mombi's head. It was just like, it wasn't so much. It was like, it was frightening in a different way. It was very creepy and unsettling. And that's not what you anticipate. From the original Oz movie, mm -hmm. so for me, I was completely taken off guard and had the same reaction a few of you guys well, had. Even in the original Oz movie, though, there are dark elements, especially for the 1930s. I mean, the Wicked Witch, some of the things that she did, the um, flying monkeys. Mm -hmm. it, it was it was quasi yeah the guards. It was quasi frightening things. But I think this movie really took it to a, a darker and just different place with the no head and. It was just well, not even that. Dorothy is a tragic character. This okay. girl, for whatever reason, her parents are gone. She's left these two geezers, her aunt and her uncle, <laughs> take care of her, who were very, very old in the first movie, have become much younger as Dorothy <laughs> So is Dorothy. <laughs> Again, they're in a different, completely different time period, back in time. But um, I, like, I remember being older and rewatching this and thinking, oh my god, this is like a heavy movie because yeah. they're acknowledging that Dorothy is crazy yeah. and she needs to go to this, um, to t technically get electric shock therapy to erase everything in her brain to 
just like fry her brain out. It's like that is a scary thought. And then, of course, in the movie, they show that that's what they thought would work at the time. But they, I mean, they're thinking they're like this little girl has mental issues. She needs to go to a psych ward and get them taken care of. And, and that's, that's scary too. Up. And then the part of the movie, you know, Adam leaves her. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's terrifying as a kid. I know when I was terrifying. young, I used to have. Um, Oh, goodness, what would you call it? But I used to get homesick all the time. Like, I would go spend the night at a friend's house. If I didn't have my sister, Jackie, I would wake up in the middle of the night crying, and my dad would have to come get me. Mm -hmm. So I can only imagine that really was freaky for me because I'm just thinking, oh, my goodness, in the place with a lady that looks like a witch. (laughs) Uh You can hear people screaming. Like, that's really, like Sarah said, heavy and just really tragic. It's real screwed up. <laughs> and I think that was what hurt this movie when it was originally released, too, was misconceptions. Because we're mm-hmm. talking about the way this movie opens up. Like, it's a very dark movie, for, especially yeah. for a children's Guys, film. it's post-tornado, six <laughs> months later. Auntie M tells us it's half house. She might be having two mortgages, and winter is coming. So yeah. things are not looking good. Also, can't afford to build a chicken coop. Like, how no. the fuck do they have... 20 chickens running around because those things would be taken out by wolves or coyotes or whatever. And only one hen. One hen. They only had one hen. Chickens all going around. Well, they live in the desolate Kansas. Yeah. Um, they live not. I was impressed though with half a functioning house. That really. Yeah, the living half a house. Is that. Half of the house was great. Yeah, man. That thought occurred to me too late. I didn't realize a house could only have half. <laughs> I don't think they had electricity. I think they only had was candles and stuff. Okay. Because when Dorothy goes to the psych ward, she's like. Fascinated by Good the point, but it looked when they zoomed out on the image of the house, it, it yeah, looked like a, like it was a light lit up. They yeah. had a lot of candles, a lot <laughs> of fire in that house, and they really emphasize electricity at the beginning of the film because mm-hmm. it is the turn of the century. It's during yeah. McKinley era because I actually saw McKinley's face. Way on the to side bring of up that bar. hot topic. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, this is very gosh. topical right now. <laughs> um, but the doctor is even emphasizing like we're in the age of yes, the he 20th, did. We're 20th century. Yes, we're in the age of electricity. Well, I guess that kind of goes into TikTok. And also why they would bit. think it would be a good idea to do electric shock. Like, why yeah, they would trust it. Totally. And that shit was real. And then how about when the girl who ended up being Osma was like, Dorothy said something about the people downstairs, and she's like, they've been damaged. Just like yeah. in um, American Horror Story mm. Asylum. Yeah. I haven't seen that. Really the first creepy. one, the house one, was scary enough. It was, it was creepy. Damaged people just go to the... I like the way she worded that. They're damaged. Yeah. yeah they're damaged. Right. Like, That's not a joke. Yeah. No. I, yeah. And the, the other funny thing, too, is that Dorothy's just like, yeah, whatever, man. I'm about to get my head break. Like, she's so yeah. cool. No emotion. Which, maybe she does have issues. Maybe she does belong in that psych ward. What's the, uh... Because she shows no emotion. Maybe she's she going to be a serial killer. Well, she seemed a little concerned. And I, a tiny bit. Yeah. She was very quick-witted. When she was combing the pumpkin, she was very... <laughs> <laughs> she was just making the best in the situation. <laughs> well, that's one of the things that, that really stands out. Like, these children are going to see this movie. Imagine in 1985, and it's opening with Dorothy Gale getting electroshock therapy, or about to get electroshock therapy. Yeah. And um, <laughs> which those I feel like kids would not even understand what that no. was. No, no, but you know it's frightening. You know, and you, you sense, know something's weird. Yeah, yeah, you sense this is not something's right. Something's weird and creepy. And they play that real creepy music. Yeah, and you know what they're worried about? They're worried that she has insomnia and she's up past one a.m. Yeah, that's right. Six months after a tornado, I think that's 
that is <laughs> in half a house. Tornado destroyed half your house. I, I know Sean and I have experienced a tornado before, and we were scared. At that year, in 1985. Yeah, and we were scared for a long time, and we couldn't sleep. Is this true? Yes, this well, is yeah, true. Yeah. Well, I mean, was- I'd had a lot of uh, uh, panic attacks, I think, during that time in 85, because we had our, our hometown of Niles, Ohio, this is 1985, was hit by an F5 tornado. Like the one you see yeah. at the end of Twister, no. that's what it's went through our side. So I saw it from our our uh, window, and God. it was terrifying. Was so we in the basement? We did. went right down to the basement as soon as I saw it. My mom called us down. And we ended up in the basement with did our dog, it, Rascal, Did you at see the it, time. like, destructing things? Uh, did we you didn't see, see a it. cyclone, yeah. My mom did, uh, and you saw it. You I actually saw it yeah. from the window, the tip of it. It was actually, like, on the other end of, of town. And, yeah. and, and from what I understand, the pathway that it went through in Niles is exactly what you wanted for the least amount of damage. But it oh, still yeah. caused it. It yeah. destroyed a roller rink. Thankfully, nobody yeah. was there. Yeah. Yeah. It went through yeah. a cemetery. Uh, and hit a nursing asshole. home that was not finished yet. What an asshole. Yeah. yeah. Cemetery nursing home. So dead people. The dead and and the yeah. They almost did. Almost did. But, I, you know, they wouldn't know, but I, I don't think, even back then, I mean, I think insomnia was a pretty big deal back then, especially sure. in a place like Kansas. People would worry. Anxiety was probably very common. So I don't know why this would be anything. I different. think they should be more concerned about alcoholic Uncle Henry. <laughs> yes, I agree. Finishing their house. Yeah, finishing their house. I'm kind of surprised they weren't like, here, Dorothy, have some liquor so we can get you to bed fat. Like, nobody's giving her medicine or anything. That's They're a like, good point. No electric hearing will help everything, Dorothy guy. <laughs> <laughs> electric healing. But okay, let's just take a step back. Uncle Henry was a self-proclaimed drunk. All right, he was one that was looking at the newspaper saying it was a good idea. Electric no, healing. No, no, that I was at M's. Oh, yeah, I thought he, he said they couldn't afford it. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I just remember him with the newspaper, and I'm thinking. Because he was against obviously it. Obviously, he wasn't in his right mind. Let's face yeah. it, he's trying to rebuild a house. I don't think the last thing he needs is to send his. Yeah, his, he uh, can't afford it, but they're borrowing money. Yeah. yeah, and she said, from my sister. Is that Dorothy's mom? Who, or do you have another sister? That's always a mystery. What like, happened to Dorothy's parents? We don't parents? know. We really don't know much about Dorothy's parents. She really has the same upbringing as Peter Parker. She's raised by elderly aunt and uncle, and we don't know much about her parents. It's kind of a similar... There's a lot of characters so. raised by aunt and uncles that you don't yeah. know. It, uh, Peter Parker's one. I don't know who the others Family are. Family affair. Yeah. Yeah. Buffy and Jody. That's true. That's like a motif that somehow developed over the years of fictional yeah. characters. So. Don't you think Electric Healing sounds like a uh, Hall & Notes song? Oh, totally. <laughs> it does. It does. When I need that feeling. Why weren't they in this movie? That could have been the tie-in. Tie-in theme song. Can I also say that the doctor, I put doctor equals wacko murdering tons of kids or molesting lots of kids. <laughs> I yeah. thought he was like on the border of both. Yeah, I was like, he's definitely touching those children. Yeah, he, he was kind of creepy, and he was also a little too happy about things. Like, oh, Dorothy, isn't this wonderful? Dorothy, Can't you? look, this is a tongue. Yeah. He was really yeah. excited yeah. about the tongue. Yeah, he was he like, is this not a tongue? Dorothy. And Dorothy wisely goes, is that going to hurt? <laughs> That's yeah. the best approach for this guy is to say, is this going to hurt? Oh, the nurse oh. is really scary. She has that she nurse was, ratchet. Yeah. yeah. Very. She's just like, Pointed um, shoulder pad, and pointy thing. nails. The point, yeah, and just the face alone is very grim. Yeah, she uses spinster, yeah. so she's pissed that she has to work. She's not. She's probably trying to bang the doctor, but he's into the children. She probably doesn't yeah. get any benefits or vacation time. No. And then she goes to jail in the end. 
She does. Right? Yeah, well, I think... Because the, the doctor died going back into shape, save the machine. Right, but why is she, are she going into jail? Because the police are like, oh, we, we know what you guys are up to now. Yeah, they never though, mentioned that, yeah. You know, yeah, even though you, even though you right. advertised it in the local newspaper. Yeah, I bet the I damaged... What happened to the, yeah, the damaged patients. Did they make it out of that basement? They just, or no, what? they let them burn. Yeah, they probably they're just like, like they're maybe all that's gone. probably why. Yeah, they're all part of the Kennedy family. They're like, just get rid of them. <laughs> Adam <laughs> and uh, Uncle Frenry seem really happy at the end of it. Like, hey, even though we sent you to this asylum and everything, and you're free, what's happy go lucky, and we'll go back as if nothing Fine. ever happened. Everything's yeah. good. Um, Uncle Henry had a broken leg, but now it's fixed. He threw that stick away. That house got finished in no time. The house got finished. I guess winter came and went. Yeah, yeah. it looked like spring. Yeah, that's at the end, it kind of did. I'm glad that Toto gets a cameo, but if you notice, Toto really has a very minor role in this film. So well, uh, Toto's the only one that's aged. Yeah, but he yeah. looks drastic. Yeah, drastically <laughs> different. Drastically he looks like different. he has aged 30 years. Toto is a disappointment for me. I mean, it's like they oh. didn't even try to get a, a canine, a, a, a terrier. I mean, that dog no offense. Is he's, a, he's, he's so sweet. much cuter. I'm sorry. He's, he's cute, but he's not... He's not Toto cute. He's not Toto cute. Look, Toto did nothing in the Wizard of Oz. He ran That's not true. He, he went basket. and got the scarecrow oh, in the right, team, but he couldn't he was talk. in the castle. Oh. This dog couldn't talk either. Yeah, but he wasn't in Oz. <laughs> hey, I didn't write I'd it. I'd rather do <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Walter Murch, is that I'm what you're saying? I'm not Walter Murch. Just to clarify. I love Walter Murch. Yeah. But I guess I just, that was another disappointment. You know, you have an image in your mind and you expect a certain kind of terrier and instead you get, <laughs> I don't terrier. know what that was. But he, <laughs> I mean, like he was cute, but yeah. I'm just glad he was used at all because you know, I totally forgot yeah. he was in this movie. I just assumed he was Did they buy those wasn't. rights from MGM, Toto? I don't, I, I think Toto just comes with the book rights, I'm assuming, you know. I, I haven't looked into legalities of Toto, but I will. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, one of the cool things, of course, that's kind of that it has in common with, with the MGM movie is that there are analogs in real the real world versus Oz. Like you know, like you know, the Doctor actually turns into the Gnome King. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that too. At least it kept somewhere that right. The nurse, of course, well, that was happens in the Wizard of Oz. Too. Right, yeah. that's something they have in common is they oh, both okay. have that same motif. Uh, like the nurse, of course, is Mombi, and uh, yeah. I actually noticed this recently. I think they do a way better job of the back and forth, or the connection of her, the real world, and Oz than the other one did. There is like they they make more specifics, like even you know, even like TikTok is the actual machine that's I think yeah. used for the electrocution. Mm-hmm. I think it's supposed to be TikTok. It's and then, TikTok, and then it has like the little mm-hmm. winding thing. Um, I think I just, the wizard bothered, like, annoys me in the first movie. I'm like, oh, what a bloated waste of space. <laughs> and he's just done away with this. I'm like, we can get to the business. Yeah, he's not really in the first ones that much, except for the end, really. I mean, you see, they're like the head. He's in her, like, he's the peddler or whatever in the real world. And then, yeah, yeah he does the head. And they find out he's a fraud. And yeah. I'm like, Ugh, what an asshole. And when he was younger, he was James Franco. That's what we learned, too. Is that right? I, I like that, that movie, it? too. Uh-huh. Except for Mila Kunis. She was was she Dorothy? No, no, she was the Wicked Witch. Oh, wow. It was a prequel. So, yeah, so what happens at this point when they go through the electroshock therapy, I think that's actually a pretty effective sequence just as mm-hmm. far as, like, it's terrifying, you know, you really set you up yes. for the whole tone of the movie. Yeah, it does. This is not what you grew up with. Yeah. This is a completely different take. Probably closer. I haven't read the books myself, and I'm thinking it's closer in tone to the books. Totally. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I, and 
I have to say, watching it as a twenty year, twenty eight year old lady, I am still terrified. Like that's a sca- that's a scary that scene, scary. scene. It is. I do have to say though, I, I really think um, the casting was well done. Totally. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. I think it is. I think yeah. it's a well acted movie for the most part. I think. Uh, well, Piper Laurie plays Ann M, and she was actually Carrie's mother, the religious zealot, yeah, uh-huh. in the original. They're all Carrie. gonna laugh at you. <laughs> Where's the She's much nicer in this. <laughs> She gets, w- she gets wicked again in Twin Peaks. Yeah. She doesn't really have a heart until the when she drops off Dorothy and she tries mm-hmm. to give her the lunch pail. Then she kind of feels bad. Yeah. But other yeah. than that, it's like... It's another oppressive oh. mother figure in yeah, this, man. really. It is. Uh, so, then we get to Oz. That's just where things perk up. She has a hen with her. Belina. Like Belina. 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 Who I wrote is, um, Belina is the fifth roommate of the Golden Girls. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she is. Which I think yes. Scott said she's mm-hmm. like a B. Arthur. So I know. Yeah. Funny. Why wasn't Betty White available to play that part? I don't know. But, yeah. you know. She's she had some really it. good lines. Yeah. Like when she walked into Mom, but she's like, so I'm the housekeeper. She has like a chicken voice, but she's kind of southern. And yeah. she's played yeah. by a dude. It was a guy? Yeah. That's wow. incredible. I did not know that. That is. Yeah. I did not realize that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Belina. Woo! And then what again. About, I'm not going back to a chicken sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm not going back to that humdrum world. <laughs> Come on. What does he keep calling her girl in the movie? Belina keeps referring to Dorothy as like, Come on, my girl. Or Does she? I forget. Is there's some sort of... Uh, Affectionate term. Mommy says, I'm Deer gonna... is a deer. Deer, that's deer. right. Deer. My deer. My deer. My deer. That's a deer. Mommy says, I'm going to cook you for breakfast. I'm yeah. like, breakfast? That's what I thought, too. <laughs> I'm like, who are you calling this castle, Mommy? Because it hasn't been cleaned in a long time. I know. And apparently. Fiddle. That's insane. Chicken and waffles, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's what. No, yeah, no, that's probably the breakfast meal. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I know. <laughs> so what we notice when they get they finally arrive at Oz. Number one, you see like I think the gnomes are starting to hang out on the rocks and everything. So you see a claymation that's highly mm-hmm. <laughs> utilized in this movie, mm-hmm. and they're all spying on Dorothy. And we see scenes in which they're talking to the gnome king mm-hmm. and reporting what's actually happening. Dorothy's back, and in highly exaggerated voices, like you know, <laughs> like she's back with a chicken. 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 Yeah, and claymation freaks me out. I think when it's utilized it? for, yeah, well, not freaks me out, but it's just like, oh, yeah, that's just a, kind scary. of an unsettling stuff. I think when again, she's well. I think the special effects were really good, well done in the movie as well. And I, I yeah, guess, yeah, one of the things that now that you talk about the claymation, I always tend to forget that that's an element in this movie. I watching it now, I wonder if maybe they tried to get too much in this movie. It's conflicting, you know, between the special effects and. You know, the dark element and then the claymation. There's just a lot. And then the puppets or the, the quasi Jim Henson. It's just a lot in one movie. Yeah, I mean, it you know? is. I think Oz is like a crazy place, though, that it kind of goes together and makes sense. Because if you think about it, um, the Wizard of Oz is yeah. crazy. So you have munchkins and you have yeah. all these colorful, like you have this witch and then you have this whole huge... The trees, castle, the tree, yeah. and like everything is something, something, something. I think Oz is just like yeah. this weird magical place where all of that shit is like vomited out. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and it's I, just I kind prettier of prettier in the first version. <laughs> <laughs> it's what, what about the, the? What do you think an unripe lunch pail 
tree. Like I said, don't eat the green ones. They're not ripe yet. I know. It's yeah. like... What would be in that? Do you think? Just like a, a pig? Because <laughs> you got a ham sandwich. It's probably, it would probably be like a stillborn egg. <laughs> a bloody pig. Oh, mine's not done yet. Throw that one. The yes. desert. How do you plant a lunch pail tree? I, I was wondering. really, really wanted a lunch pail tree. <laughs> God, that was so cool. What the movie I want to see is someone from Oz that come to our world. Yeah. yeah. It's like, be apples. <laughs> I'd like to see like the scarecrow come to the real world. Try and get a job with that. <laughs> Dude, the scarecrow and Forrest Gump had the same like leg disease because he was like walking like he had braces on his legs. Yeah, it was crazy. That's true. And he and was a lot more limber uh, in the first one. Ray Bulger was like yeah. all over the place. This movie has a lot of Forrest Gump references. The one thing's called Gump. Gump. Yes. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Yeah, like but a... this came out way before. I don't know. Maybe that's Forrest what Zemeckis took it from, or the guy who wrote the book. Watches yeah. This. Yeah. Maybe the guy who wrote the Forrest Gump wrote, read, watched this movie like Gump. My gosh. Gump. The, Gump. the braces? <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. You know, we actually didn't get to, we noticed that it's a very desolate place now, Oz. It's not yeah. the Oz that we remember. There's no munchkins, no little people. Um, no. I, I, I did actually have my heart fluttered a little when I saw the house in the yellow brick road. It looked like a remnants of the first one a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of. You know, Overgrown. kind of. Yeah. 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 I thought that was good. It's a very desolate, isolated place at this point. The yellow brick road has been destroyed, essentially. It's decimated. Like, virtually you think all they this. they were trying to say, like, this is what Reagan has done to our country? <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Uh, it might have been a political commentary oh, on God this. God damn it. The known king is Reagan. <laughs> Substitute McKinley for Reagan, I guess. That might be, point. like, FDR in 39. Like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Because right, it goes into the color. It's allegory. Yeah. The real world is dark and desolate. Oz is colorful. That would have been, speaking of which, that would have been an, a nice... Um, Thing to do to pay homage to the first one. Oh, Maybe to start with them in the beginning in black and white. It would also be spookier. The whole electricity scenes I and whatnot in black I and white. I am so jaded on the original Wizard of Oz because I think the whole black and white thing, like, <laughs> so bo- that part of the movie is so boring. Now, once but they that's go- the point. I, I think know. that's the point. Yeah. Well, I think it's supposed to be like dark yeah. and desolate. Yeah. It's the depression and mm-hmm. everything sucks and it's a hard life. Uh-huh. Now, once they go into Oz, it's, mm-hmm. it is. I think that holds up 100%. It's amazing. but Yeah, they're trying to make that contrast. And the, the real world in this movie is definitely not anything that you Because they made it in. dark yeah. without doing any of that. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even Desolate Oz is better. You would, Actually, they're kind of the same. Well, yeah, but it has like yeah. trees and foliage. Even Kansas, there is very. Lunch pail trees. Lunch yeah. pail trees. I mean, on that alone, <laughs> if you just have one lunch pail tree. Swimming. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's. Stone it's cold <laughs> stone cold water. <laughs> That's pretty much what you have. Stone cold guy. Like, literally, stone guy. So, yeah, I mean, it, 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 they don't use that motif, and that is an interesting point because yeah, it I goes straight. I wonder if they considered that. You yeah. Know? It, almost like they want to kind of blur the line between the real world and Oz and this one a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like, like uh, maybe it's not as they're not as distinct from each other yeah, as... Yeah, I know we keep comparing them because it's hard not to, mm-hmm. but they really are two different movies. Yeah, they, they are. are. Yeah. This, like... I think it's difficult, though, because we just have that totally, first one so seen, ingrained, yeah. and that's just what we think of. And it says return to It's hard to... Exactly. Yeah. It's hard to break those images. It's, you know, the characters. Judy Garland's too whiny for me, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, this movie was not intended to be... She wasn't whiny, this girl. No, she's she was, pretty quiet. She was pretty calm as a cucumber, like, yeah, mm-hmm, taking it. 
Well, this movie wasn't intended to be a sequel. Nobody they really didn't. Them. But they obviously, they bought the rights to the Ruby Slippers, like we said. Mm -hmm. And so they were obviously trying to make some sort of tie, at least from mm -hmm. the marketing standpoint, that this is related to the, the original. But uh, they are completely different creatively. There should be like a disclaimer before the movie. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, like, so this too. is not a sequel. Yeah, someone saved me a lot of stress. Yeah. <laughs> um, as a child. Confused. Yeah. And, this is, this yeah. is not your mother's eyes. This like, is a completely this is different... Not, it has nothing to do... It really does feel, though, it's it's a dark movie, and it I can I kind of said like the way, best way to describe this movie is if, if Stanley Kubrick decided to direct a Nas film, this is sort of close to what he might yeah, have come up with, but more gang banging with yes, <laughs> right? He'd be like, yeah. get those claymation dicks out, stop her to death with it, or a more Play close up Swift song. <laughs> More time warps and close-ups of people's faces. If he were alive today, he would take Taylor Swift songs and have people get raped to them. <laughs> there God. That's returned That gives blank space a whole <laughs> yeah. That is Kubrick. You got Kubrick. You know, clockwork take orange. it off. Yeah. I will say the wheelers are very Kubrickian in a way because they are... Uh, terrifying. They are. I was trying to do the lab again. <laughs> My thought on the actors. You behave. You behave. I'll behave. <laughs> How do they jerk off the wheelers? <laughs> I don't hey, know. Let's, let's clarify which wheelers we're like, talking just, about. Do they have, do they have genitals? <laughs> and we yeah. don't know that. That's why they're so giggly. Are the genitals wheels, too? <laughs> <laughs> See, everything that's a pinches is all yeah. wheels. They're all just. <laughs> I don't know what, what. Okay, I'm not hard, like the wheelers are serve a lot of different purposes. Uh -huh. You know, they are like like a security force. They are a hunting force. <laughs> they also pose as reindeer. <laughs> you can actually tie yes. them up. They're like horses. You can tie up. Yeah, they're like are. husky dogs. There was one point where I think the one of them. Jack train. Yeah. There was one point where they were going like, like to each other, which they never really do that often in the movie. But it's like, like they wrap their calls. Yeah, yeah. Oh, when they were, oh, when yeah, they, they were like oh, cackling yeah. to each other. You know, they're, they're like. Birds. Oh, was that? Wasn't that their neck when they? Yeah, they like, kind of jolted it. Yeah. Which, why would they need to? They can yeah, speak English. Because, why? <laughs> because when um, TikTok had the one, he was like. He kept like doing that yeah. motion with his head and stuff too. That's what the wheelers are so strong. But TikTok, who I know he's made of steel or whatever, with his little hands had just grabbed the end of the guy's coat, and the guy could not get away for the life of him. Could not get away. Oh, they are terrible. For as much as living on wheels, they are terrible drivers. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> like, they are sliding in the stuff. I, maybe they they're kind of like Uncle. Their Henry legs are all bent. They're like drunk. <laughs> <laughs> They are probably drunk. Yeah, I mean, some of them went to the deadly desert and died. Yeah, and they're they're yeah, terrible they, hunters. Yeah. They're terrible hunters did because you, they yeah, they're terrible hunters. Uh, but at the very end of the movie, they are at the odds. They're at the odds, and they're being happy, and they're clapping, and they're being wait with their wheels. <laughs> well, like oh my god, I didn't see them. Yeah, they're in that parade. They're standing oh. on the side. They're doing. They're just standing there. Like, are they in their wheeler outfits, or are they? In they're more. They're, they're less flashy. They're yeah. less flashy. They're more. They don't look like David Bowie's, you know, tour clothes. <laughs> yeah, they're. All the actors who play the wheelers too, they look like like there's there's no holding back. They're going all the way to eleven yeah, on this yeah. movie. It's almost and like great. they are. I mean, it works for the movie. You yeah, know. yeah, it really does. They have their Joker laughs and you know, yeah. just really creepy. Even the faces, the, the the main wheeler, 
who played the, mm -hmm. the guy in the beginning was, that's what his face was just really creepy. Mm -hmm. I don't know the actor's of name. Of according to IMDb, is also in Masters of the Universe, <laughs> The Golden Child, and Dinosaur. There you go. There you that go. Man, he had a really just creepy, he was the one that talked to TikTok. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He just is creepy looking. Oh, He's like, I'm a terrible person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least they're honest. They're Speaking of TikTok, that's the Eeyore of this universe because he talks in the monotone. Yes. He's perfectly content not having, as he says, he's a lifeless very form. Funny. Yeah. yeah. Very funny. And he is a single, I guess he's a single army of Oz. Like he's their lone army. So the Scarecrow obviously didn't have much of a budget. <laughs> when his like talk is not wind up, he sounds like a stroke victim. He does. <laughs> like TikTok, bug, bug, stick, put tie yourself, put cover. And he identifies Dorothy immediately, too, like, you are Dorothy Gale. It serves, you know, that kind of cuts into an intro. It looks oh like, my, look yeah. at the town. It does look like one for yes, Brimley. Oh my goodness. He doesn't have a mouth, but he has a mustache that flutters. And that's, that serves for speaking. And when he mm -hmm. falls over, he can't get back up. Yes. Honey, he probably so weighs about three tons. But that's I mean, the way to defeat him, is to push yes. him over. He couldn't get back up. But little Dorothy can pull him to his feet. <laughs> yes. I don't get it. Yeah, you know, there are so many unanswered questions. I actually have a note. Tons of unanswered questions in this film. <laughs> and that's one of them. That is one of them. Well, TikTok gives a lot of, like, sexual innuendo. He says, wind up my action. He said, call me TikTok. <laughs> From now, I am your super... What did he say? I am your servant. That's right. I'm right. at your service or something yeah. like that. Yeah. He goes, my action is down. Doesn't he always say that? My action is down. My oh, action ran out. My down. action ran out. <laughs> People will think he's a statue. Fucking <laughs> mombi, what a bitch. You're why? Thinking. Why? Okay, I know we haven't she was talked a lonely about mombi yet, but yeah. So mombi, I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit. Is sleeping in her bed, snoring like yes. with yeah. no head. With no head. Oh, yes. <laughs> How is she snoring? Unless and she's like. <laughs> that's that's unanswered going. question 15. Yeah. <laughs> I, had, I, had a, I had an issue with that too. Like, where is the snoring coming from here? Unless Maybe her original through. head that was in the. So case, it's snoring from the other I side guess. of the room, but we're hearing it in yeah. the bedroom. Maybe she has that sound No, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. It's crazy. Now, I do love that sequence of the movie with Mom because I think it's the best sequence in the film. It's terrifying. With the heads? Yes, yeah. with the heads. There's like, what, 31 heads? Yeah. Yeah. And uh has the ability to switch heads. She has 31 heads? Yes. It's like Baskin Robbins. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 that could have been a tie-in, you know, for the movie. Yeah, that's a definitely. What is Mombi's real, like, so she's powerful, but what is she... In power over the wheelers? I think so, because that one seemed really frightened. I think she's in power over the stone odd, like that area. There's like there it's all there's nothing else there. It's her playing her little mandolin and then she has all these heads and then there are the wheelers. It's not like she's like yeah. in this lavish, huge house with all these people to do whatever she wants. It's she's all by herself. Yeah. That's probably why she's so hateful. Yeah. It's just weird. It's like, well, what did you want to be so like powerful over. Well, Dorothy even mentions, she says, Mommy, I don't remember her. Mm -hmm. She right. said that, so, yeah, I don't know. She was probably nobody. Was she in the books? Do you remember? No, I don't remember. No, maybe that was a made-up thing for the movie, but... Hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, what was her purpose? I mean, she was, like, vice president to the Gnome King. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just don't know what yeah. she... Because, like, like, the Gnome King, it seems like he has a little <coughs> ornament 
thing. He has people that work for him, whatever. He's drinking melted silver. He has all these stones. Okay, I kind of get it. But then what is she really, like, she wanted all this power that she got from the Gnome King. What'd she do? What is she doing? I think she gave him the ruby slippers because she locked up Ozma in the mirrors. No, she, he said that they fell off of Dorothy's feet when she was uh, going back to um, yeah, Kansas, so he stole them. Well, he, did, he, did, he just took he them. He took them. Yeah. Find your keepers. There, there, yeah. <laughs> there was something to do with her and Ozma because remember at the end... Right. So, well, she locked Ozma in the mirrors. Yes, because Ozma, here's what it was. Ozma is the daughter of the original wizard. Of the original, and so, right. yes, the of original, the original King exactly. Ross, yeah. And so when all the craziness started happening, um, she wanted Ozma's. Position. She wanted Ozma locked up because Ozma would have then been the rightful, or the mm-hmm. um, the gnome wanted Ozma locked up so that he could no, rule Mom-by. the kingdom. Um, but I think he got Mombi to lock her up because she was a witch. She had yeah, the power and then to Mom-by do that. Got all the heads. Yeah, and that, that was, her that, was their tr- that was their deal. So I love that sequence with Mombi's heads too because I think it's just really creepy. It's terrifying. It's, just, it's terrifying, and they all have they're all moving around during mm-hmm. that scene, so they all have a personality. And the actress, I think her name is Jean Marsh, who plays uh, Mombi. I think she has the best performance in the film. She's really terrifying. She looks like a drugged up Sigourney Weaver in Ghostbusters. <laughs> Sigourney's taken yeah. over by Zool. Let me see you, little child, or whatever the line she gives to Dorothy at the time. It's like you would make a perfect head for me. Yeah, she's like you're not beautiful, you see, but yeah, yes. what if, what you have a certain bitch. prettiness. I'll lock you in the tower till your face grows. <laughs> it's the most insulting thing you can say. Head. And I'll take your head. No, you won't. I believe he will not. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say the character that's more terrifying than Bombi, though, for me, is Jack Pumpkinhead. That thing is freaky. (laughs) He is. He's creepy. He doesn't speak. He's a nice person. He is a nice pumpkin. I'll give you that. What do you think it feels like when he has that chicken inside his head? What do you? (laughs) No, apparently not. Because he acts like it is a no. That chicken has to weigh a good ten pounds in his head, and he's just like whatever, man. He's very content with that. Nobody sees Belina sticking her head out of one of his Oh my gosh. But he refers to Dorothy as mom, and there's even a line where he goes, Can I refer to you as mom even though it isn't so? And she gets this big smile on her face and goes, Yes. Like, that's Again, so weird. No, like, yeah, sure, totally. Not weird at all. The, the, I don't get it. Well, he yeah. did explain. He did explain that there was a girl that was that built him to scare mommy, and then that was. It was Ozma. It was Ozma in the end, because he said, mm-hmm. You're my real mom when he saw Ozma. Um. But yeah, another unanswered question. Just taking this real quick to the Gnome King. Why was he so afraid of chickens? What was the deal with him and chickens? Eggs are poisonous. Yes. But why are they poisonous? That's my why question. Does, well, why does water melt the wicked witch? I don't really feel like I need a full explanation. I think okay. because it's a fantasy film, I, I think I like his, that motif. Uh, that's okay. his kryptonite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the thing that can stop For him. Reason. You know, otherwise he's... It's a random one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love that. Like, okay. <laughs> you know what it is? It's drugs, Tony. That's yeah, what that comes drugs. from, you know. Because you are like, what's, yeah. the, what's the deal with chicken? Yeah, it's, it's like, such oh, a common place for us. Because everyone's like, eggs are poisonous. Eggs are poisonous. Don't you wish when you die, you just state what kills you? <laughs> <laughs> Suicide. <laughs> <laughs> I die in my sleep. Homicide by eggs. <laughs> Natural causes. <laughs> Don't you know that eggs are poisonous for gnomes? I mean, like, yeah, who would know that? I yeah. mean, it's not something that's common knowledge. It's very strange. 
Yeah, but I like that motif actually. That you know, but that that sequence with the gnome king, not to dovetail into that, is really frightening with all the claymation. It's mm-hmm. like a, I think that whole the whole gnome king scenes are done so well because, right. like the way they made him look, and I, at one point he is like a real human. He's the doctor or whatever, but mm-hmm. just everything that they when they were turning him into stone, put like together, more and more. Yeah. yeah, it was really cool. That was cool. And then I like his little ornament room. You know, yeah. I like antiques, so. Yeah. Very do, you, do you think he ever goes in there and just enjoys it? Oh, like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he probably slippers. lights up a pipe and yeah. kicks his feet up. <laughs> and drinks his liquid silver. <laughs> Reading the paper. <laughs> what do the gnomes do in that when they're not talking to the, the king anyway? Because they all. I don't know. Apparently they spy on people. Yeah. yeah. There's the no players. And the gnome king I put is a dictator and it has a smoker's cough. Like, he's definitely. <laughs> yeah, he's a pipe smoker. Yeah, like. And he gets pissed. So his whole thing is, is that he is pissed that because the emeralds were stolen from him because they were in his mountain, which I don't think they were stolen. They, as Dorothy says, they were just there. P.S. You're a fucking resource, gnome king. Shut up. What do you have? P.S. You stole Dorothy's damn slippers. Yeah. <laughs> so you can have steal. That's karma. Right. Yes, karma. <laughs> Everybody's always complaining. Karma. And of course, there's always a choice. Like in any fantasy movie, there's always a choice. You have to choose between going home or saving your friends. That's so right. true. Yeah. There's always a crossroads, and I feel bad because almost all of Dorothy's friends are turned into ornaments at some point, and she has to they go are. in. Oh yeah. I think they are. They yeah. are. But she yeah. does save them all. Yeah, but TikTok says you'll see me. She, TikTok has this plan. Like you'll see what yeah. I turn into, and then you can touch that. But yeah. she, he turns into something she can't even see what he turns but into. But I mean, she wasn't even like, all right, let me look right <laughs> in front of you and take note of what what doesn't what wasn't yeah. here. Before. You know, it's so funny that you guys mentioned this because when we were watching it, I thought to myself, man, Oz would be a totally different place if Dorothy had an iPhone. Yeah. There are just so many different things that she could have done. Yeah. That like probably could have helped her out, and that was one in one instance. She could have taken a photo, or yeah, even or even recorded it, you know, yeah. or whatever. Like, yeah, it's just interesting. But would Oz have, you know, great like? Uh, he uh, has spies. He he, the Gnome King has like the ultimate iPhone, mm-hmm. which is like little gnomes that report back to him. Yeah. While he just lounges around in a robe and slippers <laughs> and drink, smokes his pipe and drinks silver. He really and does he not have a limestone pie. Uh, yeah. I'm so curious now as to what liquefied silver tastes like. I thought I was the, I always thought those little pies looked so good. I yeah, it did. They he do look silver. tasty. It's like hot cocoa. He was enjoying it, I know that. I mean he was just like, mm, this is um, great silver. Yeah, Belina's comic mo- relief and yeah. then Gump is also the other comic relief because yeah. as he's walking in to go find the stones, yeah, Gump is funny. he's just mumbling to himself that he wish he would have never come. I know, that poor guy's fate. I mean, he's basically he's a Frankenstein like, creation. He has no yeah. control Sink over his... the sofa in first. <laughs> yes. The sofa, whenever they land, he yeah. says something hilarious. I can't remember what he says, but it's really funny. He does say something um, funny. I, I don't remember, but it's like when they land, you know. Oh, um, and when they do tie him back up to the sofa before they go in to see the Gnome King, he's like, I hope I don't see another gump. I don't know if I'll ever be more embarrassed than I look about right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he I'd rather die yes. of embarrassment. Yes. 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 
don't you feel bad for him? Because he I says, do. I'd rather be just a head. Yeah. And he's still, they're still like, no, we're going to tie you up to You're the like, sofa. No, <laughs> Carrying your ass around. We need a flight. Which, where was Gump in the parade? Was he there? Did people see No, he him? was the head. He was attached to a wall. They yeah, attached it to a wall. Oh, they did? So he just can stay on the wall. But he just talk. Which is what I'd rather be on the wall than on a on an actual moving sled. Is that well, he well? He was on like a chasse lounge chair. <laughs> I mean, I like them. But I will say that the rope tying in this movie is terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's because it's done by a guy who has twigs for hands. <laughs> and Dorothy doesn't know how to tie anything. Well, I guess she tied Jack together, but we yeah. all know she's not a Boy Scout, so there's he's no kind of incompetent in some ways. Did you see when Jack was first tied together? His arm was like this. He's like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> he was like all like bent. Well, Jack, like, he has twigs for hands. He can't control exactly. the way he looks. And his twigs are like in the shape of a, like a direct V. I don't so. think we should judge uh, Jack. On the the jackasses that put him together, Ozma, he has no control of that. I yeah, Ozma did Listen, Ozma made him ugly. She probably did the best she could with what she had where she was. Because she's like, I, I mean, have you to know, scare. think about it. You're in this attic. Mm-hmm. You're young. You're scared. Talking to pumpkins in that movie is socially acceptable. I wonder at what point did she go into the mirror. Because Mommy must have locked yeah. her up there, so she wasn't in the mirror yet. Yeah. And then Mommy's like, I can't deal with your ass. I don't know what you're going to be up to. Get in that mirror. You're making yeah. pumpkin people. Yeah, pumpkin people. <laughs> yeah, that's your greatest creation. She probably belongs in the mirror if you created At Jack least she had clothes hair. on. Thank oh, goodness. Yeah. So, come on, give her I some credit like for that. I would like to see a twig penis. <laughs> <laughs> would probably be just that, Sarah. <laughs> What it, if it was a guy calling you mom? Is that a guy oh. uh, if a guy made a, a pact with the gnome king, would it be thirty one different penises <laughs> Yes, I probably That would be, be hilarious. Oh my god. <laughs> I think the porn version <laughs> That would be perfect. Oh how uh, creepy. Instead of Princess Mombi it can be like Prince Dicky. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. There's Princess your... uh, Felatio or something. Yeah, uh, uh, there, there's already Princess a lot of... Princess Flaccid. There we go. Prince. Prince Flaccid. There's already a lot of edible references in this movie to begin with anyway. Absolutely. Mom, you know, and like these the TikTok stuff. Um, I would say, like, the one thing that I love about this movie is the production design, especially in Mombi's Castle. I think that's brilliantly realized, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's really pristine looking. It's it's very atmospheric. I think it hits all the right notes you're supposed to get. It's very intense. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, you go in and you see Oz broken down and gross, but you can tell that at one point it was something. It's kind of like going to Detroit. You're like, wow, this is yeah. so sad, depressing. I'm sure at one point this was the place, and now it's yeah, yeah. headless people and broken and bricks. And tumbleweeds blowing. Yeah, man. They do a great job with that. Um... And I, I also agree with Scott with the special effects and what you guys said earlier, that uh, this is kind of a hybrid of all these 80s special effects. Mm-hmm. You have, like, puppeteering with the Muppets. You know, Brian Henson yeah. was actually the voice of Jack Pumpkinhead, so obviously the Henson family was involved. You have Playmation. That was at the brink of Playmation. Will Vinton was the guy who was responsible for those effects. He was the guy who created the California Raisins and all that oh, stuff. Yeah, okay. And um, the production design was by a guy named Norman Reynolds who worked on The Empire Strikes Back and Raiders of the Lost Ark and all these Lucas-oriented movies. Uh, so that's probably why it has such a pristine look. So you have a lot of really high-profile, behind-the-scenes people working on this. I yeah. think that pays off because I think... The production value on this movie is probably its strongest. I think it's, I think it's a good movie. I think yeah. it holds up to everything. 
Yeah, yeah. What do you think of the acting in the film? Like, how do you feel of the, of the performances? Grizzle Bulk as Dorothy, and what do you guys think of that? Uh, I think I think you know the casting was done pretty well. I'm not like a huge fan of the Dorothy just because she's a little off and strange. Like, I know you don't like Judy Garland because you think she's whiny, but I thought way too funny. I have to say this: at least she had emotion. At least she seen. She like, cried through the whole thing. It wasn't the whole oh, thing. It was just geez. that one scene, <laughs> and you would cry too. Um, no, but but she and maybe it was also because they wanted her to give off this uh, sense that she really was maybe mentally disabled or crazy. That's why she was a little apathetic. But she. But I mean, since it was her first movie, considering that, I don't think it was bad. I think if we. It makes sense in the first one that Dorothy's like all whiny and kind of all over the place and very emotional, whereas in this one, she's technically going back to Oz, so she's mm-hmm. seen all of this before, yeah. so it's not really anything. Seeing a pumpkin walking around with like a stick body probably isn't out of the ordinary, because Oz is such a weird place. Yeah. Um, I thought she was really good. I don't know. It's just, it's different. Yeah. Yeah, I think her performance is fine, and it is a different take than Judy Garland's. Mm-hmm. I think... And honestly, I, I see where Tony's coming from. Like, I do. Like, Judy Garland's is so iconic. And I think for what that movie was intended to oh, be, you guys she are drinking is. Judy Garland. <laughs> they are. We all love Liza Minnelli. We do, too. <laughs> we go through the whole family. God. Vincent Minnelli. Harper and... Yeah. Um, um, but I, I mean, I... I Grease, too. That's right. Michelle Pfeiffer? So. No. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen Grease, too. Oh. Gosh, I feel sorry for you, Tony. I feel sorry for you that you own it on TV. Uh, And the soundtrack. (laughs) You went there. Please. I'm good. There you go. I I do like Frieza Volk's performance, though. I would say, like, I I definitely prefer the Scarecrow, the Cowardly Lion, and the Tin Man from the original from these. The Scarecrow here is lame. I I don't know how he became king. They don't really have a purpose in this movie. You know what I mean? I think in the first movie, like, they were there they had a purpose yes they're much better but they they served some kind of i, I hate the scarecrow in this movie <laughs> his face is so oh, scary he's weird yeah he's he is. Dorothy. it's very generic like it didn't yeah, honestly he's an ancillary character generic is a good word he's an ancillary character in this so it's not much to harp on they just but don't really they just don't really serve a purpose like no. you know what i mean so I don't know so if there's I, anything to really compare. As far as looks, yeah, they look they look weird and different. I mean, they look more of like how they were drawn in the book, so that's more accurate. But um, I don't know if you can really compare them because they don't really do anything. The Scarecrow I, kind of does, but not really. I think it would have been better if they left the Scarecrow and the rest to come back at the very end. But bringing him in like about two-thirds in, it, it wasn't necessary. Like they already had – like I always felt like they were focusing on these new characters mm-hmm. in Oz – and that gives it, it's refreshing because we're not, we don't always have to compare it to the original. But when you bring the Scarecrow in two thirds, and, and, he, and he's kind of like Jack Pumpkinhead. So it's kind of like we have two goofy characters yeah, at right. the same time. We but already I had Jack for that. I think they had to bring him in because her whole purpose of going back to Oz is to find the Scarecrow. Mm-hmm. So I think it would, I think it made sense. I get, totally get where you're coming from. I think yeah. it made sense that. Because the whole reason that they go into that little <laughs> ornament thing, I know, is to save her friends. But he's like, yeah, your, your buddy the Scarecrow's in there. You better go find him. So it kind of makes sense that he comes alive and is with them. I think what they what they maybe could they have done is, is I agree, they don't really, those those three characters from the original don't really serve much of a purpose in the new one. I think they did that 
to introduce new characters. Um, but I think visually what may have worked better is if they used, if they tried to maybe replicate at least the exterior of what these characters look like in the original. That might have been owned by MGM. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that probably was owned by MGM, so that could have been a problem. Because I think that's, that's I think, what the issue that some of us are having is just that visual, like, they're generic, and the Scarecrow is uh, just kind of creepy. Like, he's... I think Baum had illustrations in his original book, so maybe yeah. these are closer to those That's illustrations. That's what said. yeah. But uh, I, I don't think they're interesting from a visual standpoint. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're – like, my only issue is they could have done all that stuff at the very end when – Oz comes back to life because it's like okay everything goes back to normal but I don't think they necessarily had to be brought in at least the Scarecrow so far into it but he is an important character in this yeah. movie because they kept referencing that he's the king of Oz yeah. you know and he was you know like I mean Dorothy's favorite in the first movie that's like so, her buddy yeah. I think too to, to show I think it's necessary to show the, just to show who they are when she first comes to Oz to just explain that she really didn't understand what had happened. She didn't know all mm -hmm. this stuff had like fallen apart and had gone away. And then she's like, oh my God, here am I. Because if you see all these random people, you're kind of like, I don't really know who these people are. But you're like, oh my God, her friend, the yeah. Cowardly Lion, the Tin Man, like they're, everybody's gone. And she had no idea that all this stuff had happened. Yeah. Was he, a, he was pretty much a terrible king. He this, was. This happened on his reign. No, yeah. Oh, oh, scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he had shit was going down. He had no control. They picked the dumbest guy. <laughs> the guy with no brain. <laughs> yeah, but they gave him a brain at the end of the original. Well, you know. They gave him like a. They gave him a. That's like yeah. That wasn't That was like a. That was like one of those honorary doctors. But one know? one element of the first movie that I always really enjoyed was the fact that, um, and I think it was a lesson to kids especially, you know, is to, to believe in yourself because the things that you're insecure about you probably already possess. And I like that in the first movie, how even though the Scarecrow didn't have a brain, the Timmy didn't have a heart, those were the, the most, um, I guess those, those emotions are, they kind of radiated the most. Like the Scarecrow was the one coming up with the ideas. The Tin Man was very compassionate. Mm -hmm. um, and then the Cowardly Lion, you know, to some scared. degree. He was always scared, but there were a few moments where he had his bravery. And, and I think it's kind of like a message to kids, you know, like you have even what you think you don't have and don't doubt yourself. And I like that element of the first film. I didn't really care for Ozma either. I didn't see her as really she, that interesting I loved a character. Ozma. She's a really important part in the book. I, I, yeah. And I don't think the movies really made her interesting to drive that point home either. Like really? it just kind of. Like I, I think movie, she's a big, but she's a big part of like. I mean, she's the whole reason that Dorothy got out of the insane asylum and, like, mm -hmm. got to going. She was kind of... Her and the Scarecrow were kind of Dorothy's guidance. They weren't huge characters, but they were necessary right. for her to get everything, like... You mean in this film? Yeah, in this yeah. film. Yeah, okay. To get them I to the like end. I would like to see Thelma uh, and Louise, Ozma and Dorothy. <laughs> there you go. Where they just go off on a little adventures together. I really like yeah. Ozma. She's probably, I'd have to say... In this film, one of my favorite, if not my favorite character, I like I like the mystery of her, and um, she seems like kind of a, like a younger version of Glinda, mm -hmm. and I just, I liked her. I think she was nice. Well, for me, I felt she worked more as a plot device than an actual character. Like, I would have liked to see more characterization yeah. there. It seems like she was kind of bland, one-dimensional. It was it was more of a MacGuffin and than anything else. And they kind of, like, yeah. wrapped it up in the end. Like, yeah. this is the whole thing of Ozma. And you're like, oh, okay. Very rushed yeah. at the end. The, end. the ending, to me, is probably one of the least appealing aspects of the Oz sequence because it's, like, it's just kind of <laughs> celebratory and... Well, she had to go talk to Atreyu from a never-ending story. <laughs> 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 Same princess. 
There are a lot of similarities there. I always play princesses. That always bothered me with the Wizard of Oz was you never saw the Wicked Witch of the... Uh, oh, wait, she dies. Never mind. The West? The East. Is the East? She's the one who gets the house on her. Whose house lands on her was the East. Did she have another sister? No, that was, there was just the it two It was just the two. And there was, there was Glenda and then the, the Good Witch of the North. The North. There was no Witch of the South, I don't think. Bullshit. <laughs> there had to be. Well, I don't remember them ever referencing a Witch of the South in the original movie. Because it was Glenda was the Witch of the North, um, the Wicked Witch of the West. Mm-hmm. The East was the one who had the house on her. I don't know who the South was. The Devil. Yeah, Lucifer. <laughs> Well, she would be good, right? Maybe. Uh, it, it sounds like they had two yeah. and two. If it's the yeah. South that we know, no. <laughs> I know. Maybe I know. it turns into Molina. Molina <laughs> <laughs> with a little bit. We deserve everything. Excellent. So, who were your uh, favorite characters in the movie, or what was your favorite character? The one you responded to the most, you enjoyed the most, if any stand out? Uh, I liked Ozma. Mm-hmm. Just because it was someone for me, I haven't read the books. I'd like to. I haven't read them, but I liked her. I, I, but I agree with you. I'd like to see more character building on that instead of just kind of like a MacGuffin or just that that presence that she sort of had. He always knew, and it started playing that really pretty string music that she was gonna come. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I liked her. I just think I think you could build on that and. Yeah, yeah I, I, I feel like Ozma nice. would be if there was like a sequel to this movie. Yeah, Ozma would be the main character. Mm-hmm. That was kind of like the build up for her, but yeah, that makes sense. Unless they want to wait another fifty years. And yeah, do something like have that. her when she's like sixty, yeah. and then she's a tooth fairy, <laughs> or she'll be like fifteen. <laughs> I liked Mombi. I thought Mombi was probably yeah. the strongest character. She's a terrifying villain. That's I think true. that sequence really stands out for me in this movie. Although the Gnome King is terrifying towards the end when he's decaying and mm-hmm. you know everything's going into mayhem. But I think Mombi, she's a very terrifying villain. Uh, I think the performance is excellent. She really gets into the Jean Marsh. So I'm probably going to I Mombi. agree. I think I'm two on two for them. Both of those ladies. And Scott, any characters stand out for you? I, I love TikTok. Because <laughs> he's, he's fat. <laughs> and Mechanical he, he can't walk, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and he's... Uh, he, just very he definitely has thyroid issues. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he does. He's got an overactive thyroid. <laughs> uh, he, he should talk about his thyroid. He's like, "Did I sat here my thyroid ran out?" Yeah, gotta ride up his uh, thyroid. You know, a gymnast actually played TikTok and stuff. It doesn't show. No. <laughs> It does not show. A, a gymnast did? A gymnast w- was upside down inside that mechanical suit moving. Oh, to that's yeah. why. Upside down. Yeah. That's wow. Crazy. What a horrible job that would be for I an actor. I hope they played that person well. Yeah. Some other interesting tidbits. I guess Christopher oh, Lloyd my. was. Oh, you didn't like it. Yeah, what's Sarah's favorite character? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. About what I, I guess. <laughs> um, my favorite class. character is also TikTok. <laughs> I enjoy him very much. I would love to wind him up. I think that's fun. That, that she means that sexually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you so can see he. it in the porn version. Yeah, his penis is very <laughs> The prince of was. <laughs> my penis right now. My feet. Yeah, my bone. I stayed here and I masturbated into my penis my action for my penis is gone. You know. I thought dirty thoughts until it all ran out. 
Um, and I also, I think Gump and Belina are going to be like the hot new couple in Oz. I think Belina is just going to fly up and sit on his antlers. and With her magic key. Dude, they are, they are like the old mom call that just bitch about the world. <laughs> they would be pretty much downers. Though. Yeah. Yeah. We got TikTok. Kids these days, they just don't appreciate anything. <laughs> Back in my day, Osmo was stuck in a mirror. Well, I found these to be some interesting tidbits, speaking of the characters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> enjoyed it. Yeah. There are some interesting... <laughs> these are some of the people that were originally in mind to play some of these characters. I thought this was interesting. Christopher Lloyd was originally considered to play the Gnome King. Uh, Louise yeah. Fletcher, who played Nurse Ratchet in Cuckoo's Nest, and Mary Steenburgen were considered to play Princess Mumbai. When I'm reading this, I'm realizing that Mary Steenburgen and Christopher Lloyd are cast in similar movies constantly. Yeah. Mary she was, uh, have you seen Step Brothers with Will Ferrell and uh, oh, John C. Reilly? She Reilly's. played the mom. You, you know her face. She was in Back She's to the Future Part 3 as the Christopher Cowgirl. Lloyd's. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, this is the most interesting. Don Knotts oh, was considered. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Bad Mombi. I don't like it. Yeah, she she's too weird. pretty. Like, yeah, she's a yeah. Louise Fletcher would have been a great mommy, actually, because she played Nurse Ratchet. So then we would have had Nurse a Ratchet. fat mommy. <laughs> <laughs> These are the two most interesting. <laughs> These are the two most interesting. The Don Knotts was considered to play Belina. That's weird. That. And then Andy. <laughs> oh my goodness, My one bullet. <laughs> And then uh, Dick Van Dyke was considered to play either Jack Pumpkinhead or the Scarecrow. That would have been better on both parts. How would Jack sound with Dick Van Dyke? Yeah, that, that would have been be really weird. bizarre. That would be better. No, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> the Jim Henson's son? Yeah. Well, that would be There's something to me, it's like skin crawling about his voice. It's like too sweet or too nice. Like He's like, Tony, I miss you. It's like, it's creepy. He's a it's, nice guy. He, he was a nice pumpkin. What? I gave him that. But his <laughs> voice world, creeps me the out. He's always like coming down on the nice guy. He's got, like, ulterior motives that I don't trust. I think uh, I think Dick Van Dyke would be very interesting. Because mm-hmm. he could probably play the pumpkin without... Well, he'd just do the voice, right? Yeah. yeah. The head's not that mobile. What can an actor really do with that, you know? Yeah, because Dick Van Dyke can play him. I think he can do all that, like, Wobbly yeah, walking dancing. stuff because Dick Van Dyke was very good at the. You guys are Jack Pumpkin Man haters. <laughs> I know. I like Jack, I just don't like his voice. It's creepy. And I, when we watched this movie a few months ago, remember I said the same thing? I was yeah. like, his voice is creepy. Something about it creeps me out. Like, I would not want to be in a room with him. You wouldn't want to be locked in by Mombi. No. He's very strong, so I think you could take him. I probably yeah. could, but his voice is just like. He's very needy, Mike Jack. He's a very needy, dependent needy. character. You'd be needy, too, if you were put together by magic power. <laughs> That's true. It would be. That's true. So what is everyone's uh, overall impression now that we've uh, watched it together? Uh, we'll start with Sarah. Has it changed over the years? Or are you still in love with this movie? Two thumbs up. I love <laughs> it more when I watch it. I think parts of it are goofy, but I like... Uh, I like all the lines. I like the acting. I love the story. I think the story is very... Because it, it ends on a good note. Mm-hmm. And it ends very happy. Um, where Dorothy fixes everything and then everything's back to normal. Like, everything's fixed in Oz, similar to the first movie. And now everything's fixed in, like, her real life, too. Mm-hmm. Or better. So, I like it. I think it's great. I think everybody should watch it. I'm going to have my kids watch it and be terrified of it. <laughs> for years. Perfect. I love it. 
Uh, what about you, Tony? What's your take on it now? I like it. I mean, I always kind of did, even when I was little. I, um, I've always sort of had a, a fascination with dark, strange movies. Like, when I was little, I, like as a kid, I actually really enjoyed Rocky Horror. I still like that movie now, but there's always, I've always been sort of drawn to these estranged, bizarre. Sexual heavy. Quasi-sexual, <laughs> I guess so, yeah, well, the Rocky Horror was, yeah. I don't know, I just was always sort of fascinated by it because it's offbeat. Mm-hmm. And even though I, I do really love the first one a lot, I do like we this one, We get it, Tony. <laughs> I just said I like this one, too. Oh, why don't you just go MGM? Because, God. well, MGM is paying me now. Um, <laughs> no, but I do like this one a lot, too, and I do respect and appreciate that it's its own. And I do like the fact that it seems to follow the books more, whereas the original one didn't really do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, I think it's a great film. I, I you know, enjoyed it. I mean, even before we talked about doing this, we... I suggest that we watch it. It's something I like. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's nice. It's kind of um, nostalgic for me. Mm-hmm. P.S. I have poo-pooed on The Wizard of Oz, but I do like The Wizard of Oz. It is a great movie. It's, it holds up. MGM is paying me. <laughs> <laughs> it's paying me. We've all been paid. I've tipped off. They're sending me a lawsuit. No, I think that movie 100% holds up from... I think the key is the just remembering that just this is two, two, two separate, separate films. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think when I was a kid, I didn't get that, and so I sort of didn't like this or was angry. But now, as an adult, it's I'm I cool. think I liked this one so much, especially as I get, got older, just because it felt very real. I think the yeah. Dorothy's li- like real life in this one in the Return to Oz just seemed so like telling of the times mm-hmm. and what was really happening. Which I guess the Wizard of Oz would be the same, but this one was just heavy, and I thought they hit yeah. that home. Perfect. And how about you, Scott? What was your take on this? Well, I give it, uh, <laughs> I, I divide it up into like how well the movie's made and how much I like it. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, out of two on the how well it's made, I give it like one and a half stars because I think it's really well made as far as the claymation, uh, the acting's good. You have, it's out of two stars? For that, yeah, he just for that, yeah, that added the oh, gap. Yeah. And you know, it has the claymation, it has the uh, you know, the world is fully realized. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Sarah said, it there's it's a heavy movie, you really feel it. Um, and um, yeah, for that, but as far as how much I like it, I'd probably give it one star. Um, out of a two. Out of two. So okay. overall, I give it two and a half stars. Um, because out of two. <laughs> out of two stars. Like, you can out of four. Two and a half out of four. Two and a half stars out of four. Yeah, two and a half stars out of four. I, I mean, I would definitely recommend that people watch it. Um, for me, I, I like it, but it's just like there's like I, I think even everybody's kind of said there's parts in it that are just like. It's just, it's just, sometimes it gets, it gets too creepy to like a weird. It's like, really long too. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a long movie. Sure. Yeah, it's like you know you want some. Yeah, it's a long. One. There's a lot of lounging. I'll yeah. just be honest. There's a lot of lounging in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of laying around. <laughs> I don't know how many bed scenes there are. There's like Dorothy's in the bed. They're yeah. on the couch. <laughs> there's a sofa. There's sick people in this movie. The note, the note king is wearing slippers. The main villain in the movie. The two main villains, one wears slippers while sitting in a robe and doesn't move, and then the other one is sleeping. 
<laughs> walks around like a zombie. Sleeping on silk sheets. Right. Yes. And the movie's about insomnia. Hey, zombie, I mean, Mobby had style. I won't Dude, deny. she did have she style, did. kind of, except she did not Eccentric, vacuum that carpet. What a housekeeper. <laughs> oh, a housekeeper. This movie's about sleeping. Because the main enemy in the beginning of the movie is insomnia. Mm-hmm. And then they all sleep. <laughs> there's a lot of slippers. There's a lot of robes. We do of... never see Dorothy go to sleep. We no. don't. Actually, we do we in don't. the end in the forest. She's sleeping. She slept no, on the sofa. She's good waking call. up. She slept on the sofa. You never you know actually woke up? Thank she said to go to Oz to get to sleep. I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we clarified. That's why we brought you in here to clarify that. <laughs> so go to sleep, kids. Are you gonna so be essentially, Oz down? was just a, a dream. You know, because she fell falling asleep in that little... Mm-hmm. Raft, but she didn't wake her. up and say, "You were there, and you, and you, and you." <laughs> and oh, and then, there's no place like home. Cue music. <laughs> I think maybe that's my problem with the Wizard of Oz is that it it's great, but it's so cheesy in some of it. But you it's have very to, true. you have to remember yeah. the time. This is 1939, true. and oh, yeah, you know, I mean, that, that's what people people were like. We finally started to be able to drink alcohol, and now we can't afford it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but people went to the movies for an escape. They wanted that happy. If they could afford it, if they could yeah, exactly. It, they wanted the happy thing, so you know. They also wanted to see rich people back then during the depression. Glamorous that's what people, people were going for. Yeah. Wealthy rich it's people. It's a dime. I can't afford a dime. I have half a penny. So for this movie, when I first <laughs> saw it in like uh, when I was a kid, like I was kind of turned off by the darkness of it. And obviously, I was unfairly comparing it to the original mm-hmm. Wizard of Oz and what I was. Anticip- it was just a. It was a victim of expectations, and I was creeped out the same way Scott was. And I wasn't really a big fan of these creepy 80s fantasy movies. That was really yeah. a dark 80s fantasy movies were a real trend back then. The Dark Crystal. Uh, I yeah, love Lab- Labyrinth. I've never seen Labyrinth. <gasps> I'll let you borrow it. So. Never Ending Story. Similar. It was another one like mm-hmm. that. And watching it now, I've grown to appreciate this more and more over the years. Like, I really like the fact that Walter Murch went in and tried to do his own take on Oz, which he thought was more faithful to the books. It was mm-hmm. a little darker. I think he didn't care whether kids were going to be creeped out. A lot of people will say kids need to be creeped out and scared as kids. Yeah. That's something that really fascinates people. That hey man, Little Mermaid is a scary movie. Yeah, yeah there's that scene with Ursula is pretty heavy. Ursula. Mm-hmm. The classic Disney movies like Snow White were scary and had terrifying mm-hmm. sequences. So this falls Pinocchio. right Pinocchio. Pinocchio, when they mm-hmm. uh, turned the oh, donkey. Oh, yeah. Right. So, yeah, that was. So I've grown to appreciate this more. I, is it a favorite of mine? Is it something that I would say like it's it's one of my all time favorite classics? Probably not, but that's not a Shame knock against it. I know <laughs> I'm in the minority, but I do like. I love the production design. I think there's some really strong performances. I think it is well told. It's a fully realized mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, it you, is. you completely get the full flavor of it. And uh, I think on its own merits, I think this movie is definitely worth checking out. It's a mm-hmm. dark isolated stark take on this material i think it the fact that it stands apart from the wizard of oz from 1939 works in its favor now versus being a a handicap for it like it was back then because that's what keeps it people rediscovering it over and over Mm -hmm. again and why it's become a cult classic how are people pissed that this got made but not pissed about the whiz yeah, that oh, came in right? between, right? Oh. Yeah, I've never I, seen that. I've well, you, I haven't you know, seen Diana that. Ross and yeah, Michael Jackson, yeah. I guess. You know, people is like, and hey. it's also it, it's also kind of catered to you know a different culture and yeah, I don't know. It was also music. Black people too. <laughs> <laughs> or like really, you know, like. 
It was also a musical, too, and people loved the fact that The Wizard yeah. of Oz was originally a musical, and that The Wiz was played into that. That's so what I mean. It was, it was like, you know it what's funny is that I never think of The Wizard of Oz as a musical. Either do I. About it. I, I never don't really either do. Think of it. And yet it is, in but a way. But The Wiz was a legit yeah. musical. Yes. And, well, what I mean by different culture is when it came out, it kind of had like that, I don't want to say disco, but it was very 80s. You know, it had that... Uh, more 70s, actually. Was it say, with disco? disco? Okay, yeah, so yeah, like, more like 70s kind of disco. It kind of caters to that appeal. Yeah. Sure, um, Johnny, try to back <laughs> No, that's what I meant, but I got Soul you know, interrupted. <laughs> no, There's nothing the wrong truth. with the Soul Train. No, nothing at all. So- <laughs> Said by a bunch of white people. Yeah, I'm glad we're all making the declarative <laughs> statements on this movie. It is a, it's a different culture. I agree with Tony, but it's a beautiful culture. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well done. Yes. Yes. So, I would love what Joseph I mean Moore's is, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't like a direct comparison, or nor was it trying to complement or replicate the original. It was absolutely. kind of its own it way, and that's what I mean. Yeah, it's just this totally different thing. It, well, that's it the thing. So we, is Return to Oz, then. It is. But I think yeah. the issue with that is the fact that it is called Return to Oz and the way some of the nature the in which it was done. The Wiz is the wizard. Yeah. That's true. Well, I, I, I Girl, think... Girl, I'll take you downtown. <laughs> yeah, she is, like, all about this. <laughs> I like all three movies. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. The, the bottom line is that we like all of them. Yeah, they're, yeah. All they, they're all different. They all just They're all rooted in the same storyline, but they yeah. all have a different take. Exactly. That's what I think, especially for this movie. I think this movie is probably a better movie than The Wiz, actually, from what I remember, Return to Oz, because I think it has a more uh, more distinct vision for what it wants to be than maybe that movie. I haven't seen it in a while. Also, so Michael Jackson, be... a great scarecrow. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was, and I do like Diana Ross. Oh, me too. Love Diana Ross. Motown all the way, people. Can I also say, yeah. though, on a, on a lady note, Tony, that it must have sucked to be a lady during that time because if you have a dress and you go outside and it's any kind of precipitation, it is just soaked. You're in a wet outfit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's so panelins. long. There's panelins. There's yeah. lots of layers. And when they're looking for Dorothy at the end and everything's like muddy and gross, I was like, that dress is just wrecked. And then you have to go sit in it forever. The underwear is gross. It's like wearing pants underneath that. Like to say, yeah. <laughs> and, and then it like sticks to you. Yeah. You exactly. know, like all that cotton. Gross. And that one lady probably had a corset. Yeah. yeah. She probably just can't breathe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. probably why she was like. <gasps> yeah. That could no. be another reason why she was so angry. There <laughs> 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 we go. Well, actually, Return to Oz is actually was just released on Blu-ray. Uh, Gotta get it. You do. It's Gotta 30th. tell Kenny I need that uh, for Christmas. It's also on YouTube. Yeah, yeah YouTube will sometimes. You did not hear that from me. We don't want a lawsuit, Tony, so we'll, uh, we'll downplay that. You but should buy it. It could get ripped off right I agree, moment. I agree. Just I'm like just somebody saying. did with all the Unsolved Mysteries yeah. episodes. <gasps> Screw you, NBC. <laughs> Unsolved Mysteries? They're not on YouTube anymore. They were? They were, all of them. Wow. Robert Stack. Well, it looks like this is actually a Disney Movie Club exclusive, so you can mm-hmm. only get this through a specific website, I guess, to return to the last How 30th. How much is it? it? Right now on Amazon, it's forty one ninety six. so that's pretty what, expensive. What are the special features? The special features here are probably kind of slim. <laughs> There's no supplementary, supplementary material on the disc, is what it says here, <laughs> so you basically just get the movie <laughs> itself. Obviously, Disney's not shilling in for this movie like others, you know. I'm surprised um, it's outside of the vault. I know. Yeah, it is. I'm surprised I released it at all. It I sounds would, like it's a... I don't know if I've ever met a 
a lot of people that have seen this movie or I liked agree. this movie. I agree. So if anybody, <laughs> it's a movie that yeah. people. Have, I don't even know if it, do you think is it a cult classic? It's a cult classic. Yeah. I've, I've, my experience with this movie is people have never heard of it, like you yeah. said. Yeah. Or, or they, love it, they, they love either it. love it or hate it. Like there's no in between. Like it's For not all a movie. the emotions you can go to. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It gives you it, you have a reaction to this movie <laughs> if you've seen it. That's I the could, important thing. I can see that. Well, I want to thank everybody for this. This was a great podcast. Yeah, it, was it was good fun. to discuss. Thank you, Sarah, for coming in. The for having us. Thank you very much. When but you guys do Grease too, yeah. Yeah. we will have you on. So. Tony, I think you will love it because it is ridiculous, and that we can rip apart. Exactly. We have to get to Grease too, and maybe Grease one at some point. Oh, too, I like Grease one. I'll be Grease. Yeah, one. I love Grease yeah, one. Have we'll have any all oh, the whole Grease franchise. will cover. Maybe we can get the Wheelers to do a little Grease lightning for us. Grease one compared to Grease two. Oh my God, Grease two is the worst movie I've ever seen. In my life. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, I mean, people that. have said, "Don't even waste your time, Tony." You should waste yeah. your time because it's so bad. It's good. We'll so get bad. to it. So. I promise. Is it musical? Yeah. It's ridiculous. They have a song called Reproduction. It's great. (laughs) Reproduction. So do the Grease movies. I'll be back. We will. (laughs) Thank you for having me. This was fun. Yeah, Yeah, it was. And uh, so we're signing off here for Cinema Wheeler today. Thank you very much for joining us. And we'll be back soon. Thanks. Thank you. Come here, chicken!